Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. After finding their way into the treasure room, our heroes, Butch, Ari, and Falkus were attacked by a giant parrot. Thankfully, the party prevailed, but this creature, like the treasure chest monster in the throne room, showed evidence of the strange blood effect that the alchemist in Booty Bay told them about. What is causing this effect? What else is there to find in this keep? Let's find out now as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Hey everybody, just wanted to jump in really quickly to let you know that the dungeon that we're running uh, is using a modified version of the map of Dangwaru, I think is how you probably would pronounce it, uh, which can be found in the Tortal Package. The Tortal Package was released by Wizards of the Coast in September of 2017 as a supplement to the Tomb of Annihilation adventure module. The last time that we played, you guys explored uh, Duke Falvarez. I want to. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm getting that right. Um, Falrevere, excuse me. Duke Falrevere's uh, bedchambers, and you found uh, chests with some of his old clothing in it, some books that he had kept. You continued your exploration and found your way through a trapped hallway that led into a large room that was filled with treasure chests and crates and barrels of all kinds of different things and as you were exploring this space you were attacked by a giant parrot who pooped all over the room and you guys had to fight it um, you were also able to uncover uh, a Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade style turning like revolving wall uh, trap not trap door uh, secret passage area which led into what looks like a more naturally formed cave than the deliberately cut rooms that you've been exploring so far. So as we stand now, you are in a room that has one dead parrot, uh, a whole bunch of yet-to-be-opened treasure chests and boxes, a whole bunch that have already been opened. To the right is a pathway that leads into a cave system that is, like, dark as you enter it. Like, you, you look down into the hallway and the light fades as, as it goes and also there is a passage that leads to the south out of this room into like more traditional rooms now something that i was sort of experimenting with last time was i was being i have presented adventuring parties with like oh and the and the dragon's horde is here and all the stuff is like laying out before you and here's all the items in it and I was kind of experimenting with this whole like, oh, they're all in chests and you can go one by one and open them and get and see the surprise inside. And I think it was partially due to how I was presenting it, but it didn't quite come off with the mystery and the excitement that I was hoping for. So what I've done instead for you guys' benefit is um, if you go to on the far right hand side of the screen, all the way at the top, there is a button that says journal. It looks like a, um, a newspaper. 
If you click on that and go into the handouts folder, you should see a handout titled Loot from Plunder Island Treasure Room. Um, that is nice. a full list of everything that's in this room. Um, you guys explore through this room and find that a whole bunch of chests are here. Many of them are locked. And the key ring full of metal keys that Ari found in the kitchen. And also that one key that was behind the painting that Falkus had found matched these treasure chests and there was supposed to be one that was locked that like you couldn't open but you did find the the correct key for it earlier in the dungeon so everything is able to be opened and, and explored last time you guys found a dark moon card and i'll actually remember what the number or the or the uh the suit was but um we rolled the dice for it and i hope whoever looted it put it in their inventory if not i can re-listen to the the episode um you also found a spell scroll that contained a spell that ari would be able to cast that would change someone's interpretation of the value of some object that you were trying to either sell to them or buy from them uh you found a backpack that contained a bunch of stuff that if you look into the uh the player's handbook is all listed under the equipment of the diplomats pack which includes things like you know cases for scrolls and maps and things uh there's a set of like nice clothes in there there's writing utensils in there and things like that you found an expensive looking spyglass you found a couple of heavy crossbows um which are a ranged crossbow weapon that i know falcus can use i'm pretty sure butch can also use as long as you are proficient with martial weapons you could you could use those uh weapons um you found a total of 150 gold pieces worth of precious gems and stones and also 75 gold pieces worth of gold, silver, and copper coin. Um, what we did not get into as you continued to explore the chests uh, are the following additional items that were in this room, in the treasure chests and in the crates. Um, to start with the simple stuff, you guys found one uh, perfectly usable and uh, not at all damaged or, or dysfunctional set of studded leather armor. Anyone who equi- it's a it's it's light armor, so every, everyone I think is proficient with it. Um, and anyone who would who, who would equip it, their armor class would then be twelve plus their dexterity modifier. Um, if you guys would like to uh, make a decision as to who puts that on. That's fine. Or if no one would like to put it on, it's perfectly fine to sell it to some vendor somewhere. Um, you'll negotiate a price for it and then get some gold out of it. Um, you also find a set of alchemists supplies, which are a, uh, a tool that I don't think any of you are necessarily proficient with, but it's the sort of thing that could be used to create potions. Um, and in that same case with the alchemist supplies are uh, two flasks of alchemist's fire, which is a uh, it's it's a potion like substance that's basically like a little napalm bomb uh, napalm bomb. You throw it and it bursts and makes fire, uh, as well as several vials of acid. Um, and you find a couple of pieces of rope that you could add to your collection of ropes. Um, so that's like the basic stuff. In addition to those things, you also find a little feather, like a half a foot long stone feather that has a picture of an anchor um, engraved on it. And as you pick it up and look at it, it gives you that that magic tingle, like you're starting to get familiar with from, from other items, as well as a helmet that gives you that same impression. 
the helm, you say? Uh, well, do, do, do you want to talk about this? I'll, I'll tell you that my... So, for, for an AC... For the studded leather armor, an AC of 12 plus dex modifier would bring me to 14, which is what I am now. So, um... Amanda, you said you're... My dex modifier is 3, so this would take me to a 15, where I'm at a 14 right now. And I'm currently a 15 right now, so it would put it would kick me up to a 16, uh, but I'd rather see uh, Ari kicked up one more notch. Because what it'll also do is when I go in my woof form, that will be a 16 now, because I go up one when I'm in woof form. Yeah, and you and Butch have a synergy in melee range, so I'd rather see you pick it up. But are you sure? It does nothing for me. Okay. So it it does nothing for me at all. Uh, But I I do have one caveat. Is is that I want you to tell us what the sexy leather looks like on you. Um, Studded leather. Okay. So studded leather, it's going to be kind of the first thing that comes to mind how this is going to look is it's going to. Like, it's not going to cover anything. It's going to be traditional wow. It's going to be kind of that tank top with the corset bob. And then it's going to have, like, little studs going down the sides and, like, going up over the the bosom area. Uh, Very tight fitting for some reason. It fits me perfectly because that's how these things do. And it's going to be that nice kind of cherry leather color. So it has the pretty, like, brownie readiness to it. And, yeah, we'll go with that. That, that sounds nice. I like that. And I add it to my inventory? Yeah, you, it's it's a standard piece of adventuring equipment. Perfect. You should be able to go hit the manage equipment button and just add studded leather armor. And make sure that you actually equip it so that it affects your armor class. So then we've got these... Um... With the helm, do we know what type of magic-y stuff it is? Like, can we examine it and see what type of thing it does? Uh, it's not clear immediately when you pick it up and sort of just look at it. Um, what was the nature of the... How were you examining it? What were you doing well, with it to try to uh, like, find out? Obviously, magic can do all kinds of things. Is this something where it has, like, an advantage? Like, it gives advantage in a rolls or, like, a protection spell? Like, do we know what exactly makes it magical like we knew with the bag like the spice bag we could tell but that so it doesn't have anything runes or ornate on it at all that would give us a hint what does it look like yeah what it looks like depends on who decides to take it and what they decide to make it look like uh, I'm not really interested in uh, forcing you guys to have an aesthetic that you're not interested in so what you can do in order to find out specifically what it does you would either need to cast the identify spell on it or you would need to examine it over the course of a short rest which would take about an hour um at which point you would or you would just like put it on and experiment with it and if you stumble across its ability during the course (laughs) of your adventuring day you would learn what it does um outside of that you know, once you guys know what it does and decide who wants to take it, um, that person can decide what the aesthetics are. So I think for the way this room is right now, um, us going through each of these bags, would this be considered as a short rest? So if we were to, you know, we're all hanging out in here, we're getting a little snack, we're going through all the items and kind of inventorying everything. Would this 
time frame be considered a, a, a short rest for us to have gone through and, and figured out the two magic items? Um, as I said, it would take about an hour to do that. So if you guys want to spend an yes. hour um, <laughs> doing this, then that's fine. Let's do that. Yeah. The, the other things that can happen is because if we're taking a short rest here, the other things that can happen is you guys can roll hit dice to try to regain some hit points. You guys can um, reset any of your abilities that are reset by taking a short rest. And um, keep in mind that anyone who is rolling hit points, um, Ari your song of rest ability mm -hmm. does not have any requirements to it or any resource spending other than it happens during a short rest. So um, as long as someone is rolling hit dice, they can go ahead and add Ari's song of rest ability yeah, to the amount that they heal. And I have, let's see, so short rest, I have... I didn't I realize at first that song of rest can... Yeah, I didn't realize at first that a song of rest can be like, oh yeah, every time we take a short rest, I just do this. That's yeah. totally a way you can do it. So Sal, you get to roll an extra d6 and add that if it increases your stuff more. Okay, I did roll a hit dice and I got plus 12 because I was because uh, I rolled really well. So I get to roll a d6. Mm -hmm. Three. I am feeling better now. Perfect. Feeling better. Looking good. Okay. Um, you guys gather up, you know, the relevant items, and you sit down, and you take a take a little bit of a rest, have a snack. Um, Ari performs a little rap just to get everybody, you know, get everybody feeling good, get everybody relaxed, sort of help in the healing process and in the recovery process. And over the course of this hour, you come to the determination that. Um, the feather token, which has the anchor symbol on it, is called a Qual's feather token, and it's the anchor version. It's the there's because there's like different kinds of them. Uh, the feather token is a magical item that you can use to touch. You touch it to the side of a ship, and for the next twenty four hours, that ship cannot be moved by any means. And then after a day, that effect ends, and the token is destroyed. That's so, pretty cool. I have a quick question reading this. You have to use the like, touch it with the token? Yeah, you take the token okay. in hand and touch it to the ship. Okay. And then the ship stops moving, period. Because it says touching the token to the vessel again ends the... Okay, gotcha. I read that now. I just saw this touching the vessel again ends the effect. I'm like, well, you can't be on the ship thing, because if you touch it, you're done. Never mind. Oh, yeah. so, need to read right, it you can use, you can use the token to end the effect early. Okay. But um, yeah, once the effect ends, that's it's like a one-time use ability. But it's it's something that these pirates had in their in their thing for, for in their horde for whatever reason. The helm is an item that I created called a helm of alertness, and while you're wearing it and while you're attuned to it, you can add one to any initiative roll you make. Hmm. Now, wearing a helmet is not going to affect your armor class at all, and it's not part of... It's not going to affect things like unarmored defense. It's not going to affect, okay. like, armor. It has nothing to do with armor proficiencies or anything like that. It's just a thing you're wearing on your head. But outside of that, it can look like whatever you guys want. It can, you know, as long as... That, that's, but you'll have to... You do have to be attuned to it in order to use it. So it's... All it does is add one to your initiative. 
plus one to initiative rolls, yes. Is there any of us who should be higher on the initiative just naturally? I know, but you have some things that you can cast to help with melee. I know, Falkus, you have some sneaky things. It doesn't matter when I go. I don't really have anything that benefits me if I'm snuck, sneaking. Snuck. I think for, for, for initiative in general as a player, any one of us or all of us going ahead of the enemy is yes. good. Okay. Um, so I'm already at a plus. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna value this much like the same way we valued our the armor discussion. Um, I'm already at a plus four initiative. So where are I'm you at, at Ari and Butch? I'm a, my initiative is plus two. Hey Butch, you want to like? <laughs> yeah, I like to see a, a, a panda with just just this little cap on or something. Oh, hey. A little chapeau. It's a little well, chapeau. I sure do like uh, magic stuff, but uh, I did get this fancy, you know, tricorn, t- tricorn hat and this, uh, that, that loot from the xenophobic uh, what if, admiral. What if you took this, this, uh, it's, what if you took this helm and stuffed it inside of the tricorn so that you can, it's the tricorns on top with this magical plus one helm's, uh, uh initiative helm is in, underneath? Falcons, that's the best idea I ever heard before <laughs> in my life. So th- this, this helm is a um, is just kind of a, a brown t- kind of tight leather helm that, that's kind of like a uh, <laughs> kind of like what you put on underneath a wig but it, but it's leather and I'm, I'm going to be able to uh, skull cap. It's a skull cap and I'll, I'll put, I'm going to keep my admiral hat right on top of it okay because <laughs> that's yeah, what get, butch would do you squeeze that all in together and the hat is like the tricorner hat is big enough because it was again sized for a big dude that like everything sort of squeezes in together it looks yeah it totally works all right so i i will uh, add that somehow i have a question about um when we see, say, 150 gold pieces worth of precious gems, how do you want to manage those as an RP versus just for expediency? Do we just want to add, in this case, splitting it three ways, 50 gold pieces? Or should we make a note to try to tra- uh, translate that at a later date and time in at the market as actual gems? Gems are going to sell for the value that they sell for. They're not really the sort of thing that are going to be negotiated okay. as far as I'm, as far as I think I would run it. So what I would say is, if you guys are planning to use them as gems, make sure that you note that you have gems. But if you're planning on just going and trading them for gold so that like money inventory is easy, that's fine too. Um, whatever you're whatever you're doing. I see that makes complete sense um, in the case of say some abilities uh, spells that require gems. gemstones worth of certain value amounts right so yeah for there, these, are some, there are some higher level spells that require specific things yeah for these because I don't quite think I don't know if we're going to be able to sneak them on the ship like I don't know what the captain's plan is should we just find something to put them in with the understanding we might have to use that scroll to kind of see that this isn't what it is I can't remember what he said. Like, if we came to this, what we saw was ours, or if we're supposed to. Um, so, yeah, the the mission that he put you on, and again, you guys can make whatever decision you want to do about actually what you do. But what he sent here, you here to do was to explore the place to make sure that there were not monsters. 
Uh, and if any treasures or anything else of that nature were found, then they would be distributed amongst the crew um, uh. in general. Like, do, you guys are the, the soldiers doing this, and there's, like, other people in the boat doing other things, or maybe, you, you know, whatever else. But, like, all booty is supposed to be shared <laughs> equally. See, I, I feel I feel like we're putting our lives at risk here. We can oh, take I agree a little off the top. It. Oh, yeah. Um, let's say all these miscellaneous other things. So we're talking about the uh, vinegar that used to be wine, the salt, the griffin saddle, um, the 50 vials of what used to be perfume and 10 gallons of what used to be purple ink was all that was left here. So we can split that evenly amongst the crew, you know. I'm good with that. The rest of this stuff is uh, easily. Oh, I mean, they can they can have the um, heavy crossbows. What's left of the the four other heavy crossbows and such? But everything not, else is pocketable. I did not take a crossbow, by the way, because I'm not proficient in it. So I did decided not to. Yep, because okay. I'm only in hand, not heavy. So just a heads up there. So yeah, we could leave the ammo. I mean, there's also the we left some stuff in the um, xenophobic rulers closets too. So I'm okay just taking this and then if we need to pretending it's worthless junk yeah the rest of the stuff is small enough to uh, stow away unless they're gonna like frisk us down do they know what we left with do we know what they had to begin with no what we might have to use that thing on though is there are two vials of acid here just to to clarify when you say use that thing on it you mean the spell scroll that changes yes, the value the spell or something scroll. yes it yes. doesn't change what the item looks like it doesn't oh, okay. change what it is interpreted to be it just changes what the person thinks it's valued at like monetarily oh so the gems and gold so i'm probably thinking way too much into this okay gotcha we're just dividing that stuff never mind um i've already got a an item of uh, hemp and rope how about you guys you want to split that up we'll get an extra couple lengths of rope i have zero rope so i guess I will take a rope. Okay. Butch? I'll take one of the ropes. Do you have one already or not at all yet? Let's see, yes. No, I've got rope. I've got rope. Okay. I don't I don't need another rope. Well then um how about Ari, you take two and then each butch and I take one. That puts us all at two. Oh rope doesn't weigh a lot. So okay. if you've got one already in your inventory, I'm just gonna increase mine by one quantity. And then we have the alchemist supplies, the alchemist fire, and the vial of acid. If we're looking at trying to sneak these back on board the ship, um, I have a pretty high sleight of hand that I could probably stow away the vials of acid and the alchemist fire somewhere in my person. Uh, on my person. I don't know. I'm not interested in, in diving into alchemy unless one of you two are. Not me. The other option that you would have for those kinds of things are to either trade them or sell them to somebody who would be interested in having them. That goblin okay. dude. Yeah, that's a good, good good thing. So I'll I'll take the what's left of the the alchemist supply, the flask of alchemist fire, and the vials of acid. Um, Ari, are you keeping the tiny feather with anchor? Uh, I I don't care. I can that. My thought on that is. It's small. Like, this is just like a coin, correct? It's not anything It's huge. six inches. Oh, it is yeah, six it's inches. Yeah, like it's like a feather, oh. like a stone feather. It's like this big. Oh, I, I guess tiny in my head. I can keep it. I. Yeah, I can keep it. I was trying to think if this is something yeah. where we would need to stealthily touch a boat, but I guess no, it's not anything that's going to be. The boat's pretty big. Yeah. So we're good. Okay, yep, I can take. Let me manage equipment and add that. 
<laughs> this is great audio, guys. This is, you know, <laughs> half of any D&D session is dividing out loot. If you guys uh, close out your loot from Plunder Island uh, table and reopen it, I've been editing it based on everything that we've picked up. Um, it's it's updates as you go. Updates in real time. Perfect. Okay. I think that's everything. That's everything on the list. And um, I just have to say for Casey, I really appreciate this. Um, I understand the kind of mystery and the allure of opening up every chest, but it had already gotten to be, I felt a little on the tedious side and I, I wanted this list. Like this was perfect. Yeah, it, it definitely, it felt tedious to me too when we were going through it and it's just one of those things where like, all right, I'm going to try something. It might work. It might not. That one didn't work. The next thing I think I'm the next thing I try that I have in mind that you guys may even see in this session, I think will work. We'll see what happens. All right, All I'm right. ready to uh, roll. I think my hit points are full, and I did not use any of my short rest abilities that would reset. So I am good to go. Okay. I am only down three, so I didn't use hit points, and my short rest abilities are good. So. We have, do we have enough vials of the um, boiling blood? We have one vial of the boiling blood and we have one vial of the red stuff that we took from the fountain. We don't have any more vials. I don't know if we want to dump out a couple of these vials of perfume and just to have some vials. Go ahead. That are empty. Okay. I'll go ahead. I will do... Three? Can I just dump out three vials of the perfume that's going to smell absolutely awful and just add it to my inventory? Yeah, you now have three empty okay. vials of <laughs> I didn't know like that empty glass well. vials. Okay. Yeah. The, the parrot that you killed, it did have a similar effect to it, although you saw that when you were attacking the treasure chest, it was not healing itself. Um, but when it blood splattered the the it splattered on the skeletons and the skeletons rose the parrot it had a similar sort of bubbly boily blood effect and this one its wounds were closing as you were fighting it can i take some blood from the parrot yes absolutely (laughs) i'm gonna Um, take blood from the parrot sure so basically you've seen that this can have different effects depending on the creature that you know you're dealing with at this point, you have um, explored this room in its entirety. You've inventoried and documented all of the items and all of the treasures that you've found. Um, you now have a choice to make. You can go north back into the hallway where the glowing orb was. Oh, that would be the other thing. Um, Butch has the glowing orb, right? Yes. Okay, you may add a drift globe to your inventory. Ooh. We fit, oh, because we, we sat for an hour and he got a... Okay. Yeah, you would have had time. And because your characters are sitting with it looking... Like, it would have been in your hands looking at it. Like, you wouldn't have forgotten to do this. Um, a drift globe is a is a magical light source that acts like a... I think it just acts like a torch. But you can have it floating around with you. And <gasps> once per day, it can cast a spell that casts a much brighter light. That's That's basically its effect. So now you guys have the option. You could either travel north back into that hallway. You can travel south into a hallway that you've not explored yet. And you can travel east into what looks like more of a cave kind of an area. I My vote personally is to just go south just to get this main building done before we go off to the cave. 
Because I think we all kind of know where that's going to head-ish. Yeah, I agree, because it looks like the cave is curving just from glancing through the passageway that it's curving to the north. Um, so I agree to head south and check out the rest of the hallways. All right, all right, all right. Let's let's do this thing. <laughs> now, uh, focus. You're the sneaky, sneaky kind of kind of person. So I'll uh, bring up the rear in case you start getting your face beat in, and then I'll help. <laughs> all right. So you guys start to travel south. Um, I want to say that uh, before you guys entered this room, I f- I think I think I have this right. Butch, did you put out your torch? Yes. Okay. Um, as you go south, you do see that it is starting to get darker again. Um, you would have an opportunity to relight it. Um, or you could choose to stay in the dark to try to increase any stealth uh, capabilities that might be there. Whichever your preference. Or I could use my drift globe. Right. Let's see. Let me see what this drift globe is. Okay. Um, you can speak another command. Whoa. I got to speak to it. So it's like once a day. Daylight effect can be used until the next dawn. Wow. So we're not sneaking up on any... If I turn this on, it's bright as day. It, it is It is two effects. One is the light spell and the other is the daylight spell. The light one can be used anytime and the daylight one can be used once per day. The daylight oh. one, I think, was what it had at the end of the hall. If yes. it was daylight on that one, it would have been much, much brighter. Oh, it would have. Oh, okay. Yes, it says light is a cantrip. I can speak another command as an action to make the illuminated globe rise into the air and float no more than five feet off the ground. The globe hovers this way until you or another creature grasps it. And it follows you. Um, that's really cool. I don't want any other creature to grasp it, though. No, I'm just gonna do it. Uh, I got... Hey, 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 guys, I think this new new toy is real cool, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna... I'm gonna say... Hey, hey, little buddy. Hey, little drift globe. is like this little, uh, kind of, kind of circle thing. And I, I'm gonna say... Let there be light. And it will... It will light up. Okay. You see that it is good. (laughs) And then I'm going to put it out in front of me and and say, and you will follow me. And then I will take my paws away from it and it's going to float five feet in the air and it's going to follow us. Me. Me. It's going to follow me and stay that way until one of you mother truckers or myself grabs it. So, so I, I very much prefer this over. I I, like the first time I read the drift globe, I thought that was how this worked. And that's how this one works. Period. Like I, I don't, I just want to avoid like if anybody emails or, or goes to the discord and says, well, actually it floats in place. And if you move so far away from it, that no, this one just floats with you. It's fine. Okay. Um, (laughs) You guys travel South through this hallway where Falcus is standing in the darkness. And as you walk, there is a not quite torch colored. It's got more of a bluish kind of a, like it's on that side of the spectrum. Uh, This 
this light is uh, surrounding you for, I want to say it's a 20-foot radius, um, I think. It's similar to Torchlight, I want to say, for the light cantrip. And you find a a T-intersection at the southern end of this hallway where you could go either left or right. I'm going to go to the... um, So if we're... I'm facing south. I'd like to go to the doorway on my right-hand side. So that is our actual left as looking at the map. And check the door if it's unlocked. If not, I will pick it. Uh, yeah, you are easily able to open the door. Um, you find nothing suspicious about it. Um, you're pretty sure that in like as you look around, you're looking for like mechanical traps and things and you're like okay well that we would have crossed that to get to here so we're we're probably all right you enter into a rectangular room it's dark in here except for the light that you've brought with you there is a uh on the far side of the room from the doorway there is a seven foot tall glass statue of a um like a, a it's another mermaid statue she looks kind of angry, like her face is sort of pinched in a, in a scowl. Um, there's some dusty rugs at the foot of this statue. And as you look, the statue is filled all the way with no bubbles or anything with clear water. Weird. Wow. Um, I, I'm going to reckon that ain't, that ain't water inside that that angry murloc over there. I don't know. Um, I'm going to carefully walk around it and just kind of take a look at it and see if there's anything else of interest on here. Like, so aside from it just being a statue and filled without any bubbles to the, you know, with liquid, um, is there anything else of note on the statue of like its purpose or what could potentially be filled with it? No, and, you be careful, Falcus. Uh, this is a mighty. I ain't touching s- it. This is a mighty small room to have s- something so beautiful and angry, and at the same time, roll an investigation check to see if you can find anything else about it. Falcus has rolled a twenty-four. Okay, uh, with a twenty-four, you get the idea that. Um, the glass of the, like the, the the actual physical material of the glass um, is sturdy, but it's not so sturdy that like if it tipped over, it would shatter. You're sure of that. Um, you're also sure as you look, the the liquid inside does seem to shift. In like it's hard to tell because it's it's the water seems very clear and very clean and there's there's really no bubbles but occasionally you do see a slight motion within the water almost as though as you move around the northern side it sort of spin like the, the like there's like a little bit of a current and it it you go to the southern side and it goes around that way and it almost seems like it's following you as you move around all right, I'm going to do the bad thing, and I'm going to reach out a hand and just kind of put up a hand to it and touch it. Nothing happens for a moment, and then you see it does sort of some like some some of the water sort of condenses near your hand, like as though the water itself is moving toward you inside of this container. Kind of like one of those uh, uh, Spencer's Gifts uh, electrical globes. This is kind of what I'm picturing. 
Not very different from that, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah, similar. And that's it? Nothing, anything tingling or warmth or anything else that's just out of, like, I have no idea. It isn't warm, and it doesn't tingle. It feels like regular glass. Um, and you, you're, as you have your hand on it, you can feel... You, the glass is not moving. You're sure of that. But you also, it feels like the water inside is moving. I would like, can I make any kind of inference that this could potentially be a creature living inside of this glass thing? That's what I've been wondering. Depending on your definition of creature, uh, it doesn't, it, not an animal of any kind. You're sure of that. <gasps> but um, Elemental. It's, it's not impossible. I have the message cantrip that I would like to, with my hand still on it, I, I'd like to basically point my finger toward this creature, and um, I want to whisper to it, what are your intentions? So I'm reading the message spell, and what I'm specifically looking for is a notation about language. And I don't see it. The actual verbiage of the spell is you point your finger toward a creature within range and whisper a message. The target and only the target can hear the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. You can cast this spell through solid objects if you're familiar with the target and you know that it is beyond the barrier. Magical silences, a foot of stone, an inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood would block the spell. The spell does not have to follow a straight line and can travel freely around corners or through openings. It doesn't specify that it doesn't specify in the language of the spell that you have to speak the same language. Presumably, the target has to be able to speak language. I'm going to say for right now that this would work. Um, and if I do some more research and discover that the consensus is that message has to be, like, let's say, in common and then responded to, or like whatever, like it has to be in a language that the two people understand um then we might change it in the future but for now i'm going to say that this is going to work without any problem um in response in your mind you don't you you don't get a sentence back you don't even really get a word back what you get is an impression of a desire the feeling that you get could be pot, like roughly translated as freedom. Yeah, that's why I, I I chose my my message to be what are your intentions? Not are you friend or foe? Not do you want freedom or to be escaped? But I kind of wanted to get an idea of <sighs> yeah. Um, I'll message back again and ask if possible who put you here men when I turn to my crew I'm like hey guys this I think there's an element like Ari kind of mentioned it under her breath over there I think this is an elemental in here that these uh, pirates trapped in here um, I'm I, I worry about releasing this and it turning on us but uh, I, I seem to be able to communicate it with it somewhat I could um, in part that we're trying to help it and we're not of these same men if you guys are up for letting it out. We need to save it. I have come across many 
ailementals <laughs> in my in my days and I'll tell you some are better than others but um I wouldn't mind having an ally going into that uh, water situation we were looking at before okay like cross um, that bridge and stuff all right I'm gonna put my hand back on the statue and I'm gonna message back we will help you however we're not these same men who put you here please we're only here to help not your enemy how do i get you out it starts to slosh within the statue like within the glass and you you get that same impression not language really but that same impression of a desire for freedom again he doesn't give you instructions he's just like you're starting to get him excited you get that impression all right, stand back, guys. I'm going to come to the southern side of the statue, and I'm going to push over to the north and try to topple it. Okay. Um, it's pretty top-heavy because of, like, it's, it's it's got a base, and then it's, you know, the statue is all filled with water. Like, it's most of the weight is, is up top, so it's not difficult for you to push it over. As it falls over, it makes a loud, smashing, sort of glass-shattering kind of a noise. You know, the one that we were afraid we were going to hear all of yesterday when we were climbing the, with, the, with the fish tank. Um, and what splays out in front of you is, like, gallons and gallons of clean water splashed all over the floor in a big, flat puddle. And then it starts to bubble a little bit, and it starts to... Like form together and start to rise up off the ground, and what you see is a fully fleshed out water elemental, like not standing, floating in front of you with its like little geyser of, um, like it's it's like big goofy looking hands, and it's it's you know it's got that hunchback and the forward face, like the orc posture of the the big shoulders and the little head in the front, and it's just standing there. Um, I will continue to message with it and unless um, unless it can hear us now I guess we don't I don't have the message through glass anymore um, there are no more men here anymore except for us explorers we are exploring some more of this place if you'd like to come with us uh, if not the way should be clear for you to leave this place he doesn't it doesn't respond to you. It is giving you that look that like, you know, like an animal gives you when you're speaking English at it. It tilts its head a little to, the, to one side as it's listening. And then other than that gives you no response. Does that give me the indication that I should message it again rather than speaking aloud to it? Honestly, it gives me the implication that message shouldn't be used in that way because it's starting to sound like message can bypass language restrictions. So I'm thinking I may have... <laughs> may have made a small mistake, but we're going to roll with it. I'm, I'm going to look to Ari and Butch. I'm like, shrug my shoulders. I'm like, you can come with us. We're, we're, we're heading this way and we'll, we're leaving eventually. And I'll just start, start to leave. Okay. Um, you guys start to leave out through the door and it slowly follows. Oh, you imprinted on it. You're like a mama. Focus the mama. <laughs> I'll check the last room here. Is the door unlocked? Yeah, it is. Um, you can enter very easily. 
Um, this, I gotta change rooms real quick. Okay. This room looks like it was an old sitting room of some kind. Um, there's like shelves on the eastern and the southern walls. There's those round cushions that people sit on, kind of low to the ground like. Um, there's some fancy looking rugs in here. Um, and uh, on one shelf, kind of across the room from you, um, again, a lot of knickknacks, uh, some old books that are like rotted and the pages are stuck together because of the moisture in the air and all that. Um, and like a really nice looking, like, um, dusty old conch shell, conch shell, conch, conch, like the kind you can blow in. Yeah. I think the kind you can blow in. You, you I know, in the Bahamas, that. they call it conch. Conch. Yeah. Conch. But most people call it conch, but yes, um, the, the, the kind one can blow in or you can only speak if you're holding. That's true. Can I, can I just go blow in the conch shell? I want to do that. Yeah, Ari, 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 before you start, before you start blowing on I have it in my hands horns, at this point. I, I understand. That you, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what, what kind of, I guess we just made a big loud noise anyway, but I'm not trying to get a whole mess of. I can blow quietly. I can just go. Just a little blow. A little one. I'm going to do a little blow. I'm just going to go. Okay, so you you walk across the room to try to uh, figure this item out. As you do, does a 14 meet your armor class? No, it doesn't because I'm a 15 now. Okay. Um, <laughs> you... You, walk, you step across the larger rug in the center of the room, and all four corners of this rug, all at the same time, come whipping up toward your face. You barely, like, tuck and roll and, and roll out of the way as the rug lifts up and is trying to attack you. All the other rugs have looked like this, so I didn't think to check the rug because all of them have looked like this. quite literally the intention for putting so many different <gasps> rugs. That was very deliberate. I tried to blow in a shell, and now we're going to fight a rug because I wanted to blow in a shell. Right. So I uh, I did not roll that correctly. Um, as you walk into a room and are attacked by an enemy that you're not aware of, the attack does occur with advantage. So does an 18 meet your armor class? An 18 does meet my armor class. Okay. So what ends up actually happening is you are... My Tootsie rolled. You are Tootsie Rolled. Okay. <laughs> Just put myself on the rug. <laughs> Let me see your Tootsie, <laughs> tootsie Roll. Yeah. So, okay. So without realizing in the, in the moment that you're under attack, uh, without the chance to respond, all four corners of this rug that you step across come whipping up and sur- like you get roll wrapped up Tootsie Roll style. Um, I do need everyone to roll for initiative, please. Ari rolled an eight, which I feel is appropriate considering the situation. Wonderful. So, um, immediately upon seeing this happen, Falcus, you see Ari get suddenly wrapped up into a rug that is uh, tightening around her. Like, it's wrapped around her all the way, but then it starts to tighten. What would you like to do? I would like to run up to the rug and find a corner like so obviously if a rug's rolled up there's going to be a flap so try to find the corner of the flap and start tugging to try to un- unravel it unroll it uh so is that a just like a 
It would be a grapple contest. Kind of, but not really. So there is actually an escape DC for this. Um, if you are trying to force the rug uh, to unwind, that would be a strength-based uh, skill check. So go ahead and roll your athletics for me. Not the greatest. I rolled a six. Okay, you're pulling on this, and you do get like a corner to pull back, but then the like you're pulling. So if Ari is standing up and the rug is wrapped around her, there's like a corner on the top and a corner on the bottom. So you're grabbing along the top and you're trying to pull, and it's starting to peel back. But then in the bottom, it starts to tighten, and it tightens kind of up the seam, and it you, it's you're not quite able to get there. Do you do anything else on your turn? This is probably very much of a physical attack, not any kind of casting by this rug, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's functionally speaking, Arya's grappled, restrained even, actually. So you count as you count as grappled. Um, so your movement speed is zero. You're restrained, which means that you attack rolls against you have advantage, and your attacks have disadvantage. Um, you have disadvantage on dex saves. And also, you are blinded, and you are at risk of suffocating. Okay. <laughs> Knowing that there is a risk of suffocation on this, I will definitely blow my action surge. And um, I want to attempt to take one of my daggers and start to carefully cut her out, try to start cutting on it. Okay. Um, this would be... If that's the case, this would be an attack roll against the creature. So if you're going to make a dagger attack? Yeah. Okay. 23... Okay, roll the damage for that. I got eight. That was a really good dagger attack. Okay, so um, this rug is twisting and, uh, like, gripping and, like, tightening and tightening. So you pull your dagger out and you stab into it to try to cut loose um, Ari from this creature. Um, The rug does take some damage from that, and Ari you take four piercing damage as you are poked by the dagger that that Falcus is trying to use to curl you out of this. Sorry! Uh, I'm not going to ask if I got sneak attack then. Te- uh, I don't think you actually technically do because you, like, there is another creature nearby, but... They're incapacitated. Okay, so she's she's technically not incapacitated. She's just restrained. So this is literally what it says. You can deal an extra 1d6 damage if etc, etc, etc. So it's a choice that you make. So you can choose not to sneak attack. She can take it. Okay. <laughs> full six. Ari, you take an additional three uh, piercing damage from the dagger because it just was that tight and that, that well placed. I hear like... I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. Uh, that's all I got. Um, this monster doesn't quite work exactly completely the way that I thought that it did. Um, but that's fine. Um, Butch, it's going to be your turn. Oh, it's not the... Okay. Yeah, so um, it's, it's smother attack. Uh, doesn't actually have a like on its turn damage component. I thought that it did, but it actually doesn't on its turn. But, Your turn. So, um, I was never gonna bring out a blade on a rug, <laughs> knowing Ari was inside. That wasn't gonna happen. And I, 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 
you know, as I see the blood, you know, staining the carpet, I understand that's not, you know, the rug's blood. So I'm gonna, uh, go, go up to, um, to this, uh, to this rug here, and I am going to attempt to grapple it. Okay. Um, you are going to roll a athletics check. And it's going to try to avoid you. Uh, it's going to try to over- overpower your um, your check. What did you roll for your athletics? I rolled a 24. Okay. Um, the rug is pretty strong, but you are stronger yet. And you are able to grab a hold of this thing. Um, it can no longer move. What else? Do you, do you want to do anything else on your turn? Absolutely. Um, I'm going to use Quaking Palm on this rug. Okay. Constitution saving throw. I rolled an 18. You win. Uh, wait, okay, wait yeah, a minute. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, as a bonus action, you may stun the target until the end of the next turn. If it fails a constitution saving throw of DC 13. So... Okay. Yeah. It so work. it's it's yeah. You you start you grab it and you're trying to poke at it with your with your fingers to find like where its its chi is moving through its body. But this is such a strange monster and it's of an unusual shape and you're just not sure you can find the right. Pre- where do you find a pressure point on a rug? Like you're mm. trying your best, but you just don't quite land it. Um, from behind you, you hear this sound of surging water as. You came, you came running in to attack this monster and your water elemental buddy who you just freed. You hear, everyone else hears like the sound of the water like swirling. It makes sense to you as somebody who has communicated with the water as a part of being, um, you know, a farmer and the fact that you do speak Aquan. Um, you hear it say, Freedom! And it comes running in and punches the rug. <laughs> uh, water elemental. And That's why I wanted to carefully like go in there with the dagger, but didn't go so well. Carefully stag a, stab a rug with your friend <laughs> inside of it with top. a dagger. I from the top. It's got a... Uh, th- so I, I'll link the ability. Um damage transfer is when it grapples a creature the rug takes half damage from any damage that is dealt to it and the other half is taken by the person inside so I rolled the the water elemental hits with a 15 Uh, it didn't link the damage because for some reason this is still set to do not roll damage so I'm going to click out one more time to see how much damage it does and uh, Ari you suffer 8 bludgeoning damage as the water elemental comes crashing in and just punches for all it's worth, not thinking to be, you know, restraintful in any way. It is your turn. Um, you can attack against the rug. Um, you Your attacks wouldn't deal damage to yourself because you're not okay. at risk of poking through the rug to hit yourself. But you are... Um, Disadvantaged. Yeah, so if you're at risk of suffocating, the first thing I want to see is a constitution saving throw to see how much breath got knocked out of you when this thing tightened itself around your... I rolled a natural one. 
Okay, on a natural one, you're not knocked unconscious due to lack of breath, but you you didn't get a good gasp when it attacked you, and it's squeezing against you know your your rib cage and your abdomen, so you're having a hard time pulling a breath in. You completely irregardless of any other damage that you suffer you will be knocked unconscious in like two rounds um just for 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 lack of oxygen because i was blowing out i was practicing blowing this conch cell so i didn't have a chance to blow in so that's fine the the story makes perfect sense so far um you are restrained so your attacks are going to have disadvantage uh but you could instead try to muscle your way out so your choices now are do nothing at all which i didn't think was likely um, try to try to attack the rug from within it or to try to force your way out okay so i the rug's not doing any damage the rug's just sitting there smothering me i'm taking damage Ah, that's to the rug you're right. That's a good point. Hang on one second. I don't know what point I just made. I was just repeating things that I knew about the rug. You take, at the beginning of your turn, the way that Smother works is um, at the beginning of the target's turn, who is wrapped up, it takes bludgeoning damage from being crushed by the inside by the rug. Um, you suffer six bludgeoning damage. Well, I'm out, guys. So I'm knocked unconscious. Okay. You are knocked unconscious at the beginning of your turn. Falcus, you are up. You can see so, that... If they now poke and proud and do damage, it's not going to do anything to me because I'm unconscious, right? Like, if you I take, can't take any more damages. If you take damage on your turn, or if you take damage while you're unconscious, that is a death save. That is a death uh, save. That, excuse okay. me, that is a failed death save. Gotcha. So okay. that... D- we don't want to do that. Okay. But wait a minute, like... I successfully grappled this rug. Yes, you did. So shouldn't it not be suffocating Ari? Um, grappling reduces its movement speed. That's really all that grappling does. She wasn't trying to undo it. Is that what you were? Is that what you were? Is that what, what when you said I want to grapple it? I thought what you were doing was like holding it in place, because um, that's actually the like the mechanic of grappling that's is to grappling hold it in is. place. So if your intent was not to do that, we can retcon this somewhat because again, we're all sort of trying to get the hang of weird abilities here. Um, what were you actually trying to do? I, I I was trying to like like peel peel it off of her. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So because of your high roll. Um, we will say, Ari, you can take those six damages back. So you're, you, you, at this point, you will have fallen out of the rug. You have, what do you, what's your hit point total right now? Five. five? I'm at five. Yeah. Okay. Um, Butch comes running in and grabs around this rug and starts to pull. And as it starts to open and (gasps) you start to get some breath back in you this water elemental comes running out of nowhere and just gives you an uppercut like right in the the side and you're like ah shoot oh damage and then you come tumbling out of the rug as it gets finished opening um that'll be our weird uh retcon for this um so now um it goes back to being the start of my turn or because i'm like out of the rug right okay cool so now uh you have just fallen out of this thing um you get to your feet, you look up, and there it is trying to do something else. What, what do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to cast my 
improved Vicious Mockery at it, so it needs a wisdom saving throw of 10. Okay. I rolled a five, but I do have a minus four on my wisdom. So that's a one. Wow. Dogs aren't smart. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, okay, so I am going to go ahead and... I mean, this is a mimic, right? No. So I'm going to turn to it and say, because I'm mad at this rug, and sticks and stones are meant for breaking bones, but words are meant for breaking hearts, so our time together will not be a pleasure as you beg for us to be apart. And I do four damage. Okay. It takes the entirety of the damage because it's not gripping. It's it's It has nobody to share it with. Perfect. And then as a bonus action, because I know I'm hurting, I'm going to use my last spell slot and I'm going to cast Healing Word. Okay. On myself for seven. Okay. Yeah, you heal for seven, uh, seven points. And... You feel the punch from the water elemental start to fade. You are starting to get some breath back in your lungs. You feel lightly, slightly less at risk of dying. Uh, Falcus, it'll be your turn. All right. I want to take a step back, and I am willing to take the opportunity attack if the rug so chooses. Okay. Um, it reaches out to try to smother you. It's also grappled. Uh, it grabs me, apparently. So it can't be both... So first of all, okay, so grappling... Reduces its movement speed, but doesn't stop it from attacking. Um, but your when you rolled your strength check, it was either to grapple it to stop it from moving, or it was to peel Ari out. Okay, um, okay. we can't do both. Um, so Falcus Falcus tries to step away, and immediately the rug flaps up and wraps all the way around Falcus. And now Falcus oh, is come on. <laughs> now Falcus is wrapped up by the rug of smothering. We're going to take a few hits. <laughs> it is still your turn. Um, it's not the... Let me double read this real quick. At the start of the target's turns, the target takes damage. Okay, so you were wrapped after the start of your turn, so you're going to not take damage from that. You are just simply wrapped up in it. Now that you are restrained, um, you can attack against it, but your attack has disadvantage. Okay. Or, or you could use your action to try to force yourself out of it. That's going to be a strength? Yes. Ow! I would have had my dagger still in my hand, so I will attack it from the inside. Okay. So a 25 is my disadvantage roll. Pretty good. Um, you 26 was the other roll. <laughs> That's not bad. Okay, so yeah, you deal damage to the rug. So it's actually I'm a pretty take, good hit. Um, is it attacks? What about attacks from inside the rug? Do I also get hurt? So it, it, the way the words as written, like listing on this, yes, you are supposed to take half of the damage, um, and the rug takes the other half. But it doesn't make any sense in the situation that if you are inside of it and you attack it, that like the idea is that someone runs up and hits the rug with a baseball bat and because you're inside of it you just got hit with a baseball bat like that's the idea of the 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 ability on this monster being inside of it I don't think that that should count um so yeah you deal the damage to the rug bonus action or anything else I got uh nothing really at this point in time okay uh butch you just watched it spit out Ari after you grabbed it and then it immediately flew over and wrapped up Falcus. what would you like to do 
it looks awful. Like it's got big tears in it. It looks like it's on its it doesn't have any legs, but it looks like it's on its last legs. Well, of course, Falkus got wrapped all up in that again. Uh, alrighty then. Let, let's see what I can do. Um, first of all, Amanda, how's your how's your HP? Um, I'm sitting half. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm okay. I'm good. Okay. Um, because I have a healing potion. Um, but I'm not gonna use it just then. So. I, I'm not going to, I'm, I, <laughs> everything that I do will hurt Falkus. So th- I'm going to try again. We're going to take the hit. Did, did Falkus just say I can take the hit? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I can hit <laughs> pretty hard. Has that ever been <laughs> true? I say so That's, far history. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Historically, that has not been uh, the case. Uh, I mean, I can grapple again, hope that works. And then I've got one more quaking palm on me. It didn't work last time. I'm going to do the same things. I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt my, my friends here. Do, do know that, like... Oh, never mind. I was going to say that you're all very close to me, um, but I'm not raging right now. And that's strategic because I don't think we're going to get, get, get a long rest before we reach the end of this dungeon. Um, so I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to grapple and with the attempt of getting Falkus out. And then I'm going to use my last quaking palm with the idea of stunning this so we can kill the silly rug okay um so we'll we'll resolve all that in a second but the other thing i wanted to bring up is that you said something about taking a long rest um you can't you're right you can only take a long rest once a day and like you have to have had a full day between you know like a six like 16 hours between long rests basically um the thing is though you can make the decision, okay, well, we've been beat up. We can take the rest of the day off and then sleep at the end of the day. The reason to not do that is if you're on a hurried time, like if, if time is on the line, then it makes sense to keep trying to push. But if you're starting to con- get concerned that you're um, you're running out of resources for the day and also you feel like you can protect the area that you're in enough to take a rest then it's perfectly legit to do as much as you can do and then barricade yourself somewhere and and just wait to the rest of the day to start your long rest like that's fine um so if that's a decision you guys want to make after this combat is over that's totally cool um but but thank you for that but still with with rage it still just helps me and and my buddies within melee range Mm-hmm. You know, uh, do a bunch of melee attacks, which we can't do because our buddies are inside the thing we're trying to kill. Yeah, everybody's wrapped up in rugs. Okay, cool. Right. So you are. So then, your battle plan then is to use your strength check as your action to try to unfold this thing and get Falcus out of it, and as your bonus action to do a quaking palm. Right. Let's see if it works this time. All right, roll your athletics. Nineteen. Okay. That is high enough. That beats the DC for the um, for the escape on this monster. Um, you again, big muscle man power, 
pull and just this time it's faster. Like you, you, you have an idea for how to grip it and you just give it a yank and Falcus comes tumbling out. You can use your bonus action now if you'd like to try to do the thing. Um, I'll roll my constitution save. Okay. 16. So that's still Six. above, right? Teen is above, so this is the this is the first time the quaking palm hasn't worked. Okay, <laughs> um, no, it's not. Quaking palms work uh, failed to work before. You've missed yeah. it before. Okay, well, okay, so I don't do a quaking palm. Now the rug isn't wrapping up anyone. Yep, and I believe it's someone else's turn. It's yep. the water elemental. Yeah, you unfold the rug, Falcus comes tumbling out, and then again, the water elemental that you just freed comes flying in and tries to slam into the side of this thing. Mm. Um, okay, how do I want to do this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's this big two-handed... Uh, if he had fingers, they would be laced together and he does the the two-handed Kirk punch and just slams into the side of this rug. It knocks it out of your hands as you're like holding it in place as it's struggling and it drops Falcus and it's reaching out to try to get him again and the elemental just slams into the side of it so hard that it just rips out of your fingers and goes flying across the room and splats against the wall with a splash and then falls down on the ground and stops moving. The rug stops moving or the elemental stops moving? The rug stops moving. I killed my own monster with the with the other monster. Befriending a water elemental and defeating a dangerous magical carpet. Our heroes have completed their investigation of the rooms of Bloodsail Keep, but the caves are still a mystery, so there's more exploration to be had. Can answers be found in the rocky tunnels behind the pirate fortress? How can they deal with the pirates back on the ship? We'll have to wait until next time to find out when we queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroic DND, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.